0: Welcome to the second episode of the newly rebooted, official, Dragon's Den, Dragon Quest podcast, Slime Time.
1: And if you're listening to this podcast because you thought it was about the kids' toy slime, you're in luck. Not.
0: <laughs> I'm your host, Matt Mason, a.k.a. Platinum 3
1: And I'm your host, Liam Kirsting, a.k.a. Liam Land. Tonight we're excited to present to you our first episode that, would, that just doesn't consist of two old Dragon Quest gamers sitting around interviewing each other.
0: That's right. We've got a third old Dragon Quest gamer to interview.
1: What I love about that intro music is, like, Platy since you don't play with the sound on, um, <laughs> and the game just like freezes up when that one that music plays. So you're just kind of sitting there, like, what
0: what's going on? it's a long wait
1: tonight we're happy to welcome the man the myth the legend the wallet behind the website that's the home of the unofficial dragon quest fan club since the late 90s uh mr brian woudis
2: schumacher welcome Woodis. hey thanks for having me i don't know if i'm much of a legend maybe more myth than anything <laughs>
0: That's all right. Thanks for recording with us today, Brian. Um, With the launch of Dragon Quest XI S, the definitive edition for the Nintendo Switch, now coming out later this month, um, we figured we'd talk to you about that version and the one that released last year on the PC, PS4, and we'll discuss all the new stuff that we kind of know of or some of the new stuff that we know of coming to the updated version later this month.
1: So, yeah, we're going to cover up on a bunch of Dragon Quest XI stuff today. Most of it's spoiler free, uh, but we'll warn everyone later on when we we'll go into the, anything spoilerific. Um, so, before we get to that, though, let's uh, let's get to know Brian better by running through the gauntlet of questions uh, for our new guests and, of course, ending with a, ra- a round of uh, Mary Thwack Puff Puff. Uh, Matt, do you want to ask the first question?
0: Sure. I'll start right away with. Uh... I'm sure something a lot of people wonder because it's not dragonsden.com, it's a uh, wudus.com. Why, why wudus, and uh, why did you start the den? Where'd that name come from?
2: Well, the name wudus I got in high school. Um, I don't know if I've ever really been told how I got the name or why I got the name, and maybe I don't want to know. <laughs> but everybody referred to me as that. My a lot of my teachers even called me that, and my parents bought me that as my license plate for my car when it's my 16th or 17th birthday and I've had it ever since (laughs) so if you're ever driving around Iowa and see Woodus on a license plate that's me all the time yeah yeah I'm sure (laughs) but the den originally kind of came around in 97 when I was still in college it was a hobby site that I wanted to be a web developer and that was a way to Uh, try and hone my skills as trying to be a web developer. I remember loving Dragon Quest as a young kid, and there were no sites about it back during Warrior back then. So I thought, well, I'll base it around that. And I came up with the name Dragon's Den from the Captain N cartoon that was on in the 90s because I was hooked on that show when I was a kid and thought that would be a good tie-in. Um, after the after college the contents of the site were kind of moved around to a lot of the different free dial-up providers back then prodigy i think i had CompuServe for a while and i finally got tired of having my email address change all the time so i bought com based on my nickname back in 99 and started moving everything into that
0: nice, uh, nice. Yeah,
2: yeah your site's been around
1: a long time especially i mean like back in the early days of like when there were just a handful of, uh, of Dragon Quest fan sites out there, I, I always remember your site and uh, um, Dwayne and Dustin's uh, DQ
2: Shrine. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. it started about around the same time.
1: I think this might have been before Game Facts really took off, or maybe around the time it was starting to. So um, the Den was was one of the early places to get definitive information about the games. Uh, when you couldn't get it anywhere else.
2: Yeah, and when I started, I didn't even know Five and Six existed, or emulation for that fact. I know you've brought you brought that up in the last podcast. Oh yeah, I've definitely gotten some information about that from various sources, either in the forum or.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say it must have been ninety-eight, ninety-nine. I think I mentioned that last time when I first even heard of emulation, but I didn't play Five and Six, and the translations to like two thousand one, two thousand three, something like that.
1: Yeah, I was I was somewhere around 99 2000 because I was I was in college
0: and uh,
1: and I was hearing that I was hearing rumblings that seven was coming out. I was like, oh, I got to play five and six. Just kind of across the community uh, through the Enix forums.
2: Yeah, and I don't remember the Enix forums back then. I don't know if I just wasn't connected enough or because I didn't get the newsletter either from them. So I just was oblivious to that at the time.
0: Yeah, me too. I had no clue. I, I don't think I got dragon quest seven until a year after it came out. I didn't even know that existed.
2: Huh. I will say yeah. most of my console purchases have been because of dragon quest games.
1: Oh, did oh, Absolutely. Yeah. I've got so many consoles specifically that I can't sell. I can't get rid of because I have a dragon quest game tied to them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um so how did how did you get into dragon quest like lots of people it was the nintendo power subscription giveaway um i know i probably had like a year or something subscription at the time but then i i can't remember if it was a flyer i think i've seen somebody post copies of the flyer that they mailed out on the internet that said you know get this game free it looked like a role-playing game that i thought would look great to play and i begged my mom to Extend my subscription. I think I ended up with like a three-year subscription after that just to get the game, but loved it ever since
0: <laughs> So Obviously you started with the first one and I'm I know you played almost all of them sad games and everything What are some of your favorite games either story-wise gameplay wise job class skill progression wise?
2: well up until 11 came out but it's a tough choice because I really like all of them for different reasons, and I don't know if I really have a favorite. I have a lot of good memories about three because of all the buddies I had in uh, junior high and high school that we were all trying to beat it at the same time. So that always sticks in my mind. And I, mean, really- I think, uh, oh, go ahead. Nothing. <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, I'd have to say eleven now. I think it's just kind of the whole package, and I like the new skill system. The story is great, in my opinion. It's just been a blast to play. I can't wait to play it again at the end of the month.
0: Yeah, I said that last time. I said, I've got nostalgia for all the games for different reasons, but if you had to, say, pick the best one, I, they made the best one. They've they they they've progressed and learned from it all and brought back nostalgia in that game for everything. So 100% agree.
1: So, what's uh, if you could only play one DQ game for the rest of your life, what would it be?
2: Well, just for the amount of time that you can put into it, and I really liked 9. I know there's a lot of people that don't, but it was the first one that got my kids and my wife into playing Dragon Quest. And I've got 300 hours on my save file now, and I haven't even scratched the surface of the Grotto bosses. I could probably spend the rest of my life just grotto bossing in that game and i think that'd be a blasted playthrough. play through so i really hope the rumors about nine getting a reboot here are true yeah i
1: i i have a good feeling about that um just because when they mention something like uh what would you do if nine got released for switch or when they, when the social media sites are um and the professional sites are kind of dropping hints like that i i I just have a good feeling about it. Um, I mean,
0: what, what game hasn't been remade <laughs> in yeah, the series? Sure. I mean, heck, they've good already point. remade yeah. 11. I mean, added to it, but, you know, and the Switch is going to be the hottest thing for a few years. Yeah. So, makes sense. Um, Brian, any games you haven't got around to playing in the series, but would like to?
2: Um. Mori Mori 3 is one I've, I would like to play. My kids really got into the second one. I know we never got the first one, but that was a lot of fun. I'd like to play that, and with the uh, fresh uh, translation patch, I may actually get a chance to take that one on.
0: Yes, yes, we'll talk about that a little later.
2: Uh, same with Caravan Heart. I know there's a patch for that one. I haven't uh, tried that one yet either, and uh, I'd love to see the 3DS remakes of the early Monsters games. All right. So uh, any games in the series that, uh, that didn't really resonate with you? Today, not so much. Um, when the first Monsters games came out for the Game Boy Color, I wasn't real hot on those. But now going back and playing them, I love them. So they've all got different quirks and things I love about them. So there's not really one that really stands out that didn't resonate with me. I think I'm just too easygoing. I just like them all.
0: I, yeah. Other than the one I mentioned last time, I can kind of see that. <laughs> um, what about favorite or least favorite characters?
2: Yeah, I know. Uh, I know Maribel's always the running joke as far as uh, least <laughs> liked characters. Um, I know she's snarky and whiny, but I kind of like her to be in that way. If it had to pick somebody. Playing through with my buddy back in Dragon Warrior 2, I just could not stand Cannock because he was always dead. He'd, uh, <laughs> if you could store herbs in his coffin, he'd be more useful.
1: There's some really great fan art out there that's just like it's the Prince of Hall and the Princess of Moonbrook dragging Canuck's, like coffin around. There. Oh, yeah. And I think that's been repeated, that joke, but it's, like, it's funny every time.
0: It is.
2: It is funny because it's true. Yeah. And it, as far as favorites go, I love the comic relief characters. So I love uh, Yangus from eight, and Silvando's been great in eleven. Yeah, Silvando is uh, over the top, like the the soldiers of smile and the whole
1: parade and everything. Oh and, yeah. Know, we don't want to. We don't want to put any spoilers there, so I'm not going to go beyond that. But uh, if you haven't played. 11 yet enjoy
0: (laughs) my uh my son had the perler bead creation of sylvando out the other day uh, my three-year-old and they watched me play a lot of dragon quest 11 and he took it out and he's like daddy this guy's from dragon quest 11 i was like yeah he's like what's his name and i said sylvando he's like sylvando and he said it a couple times and he his eyes lit up And he's like, he's the one that teaches you to dance. (laughs) I was like, my God, you're three years old. This was like nine months ago. And yes, yes, you remember that very clearly. That is the character that teaches you to dance.
2: That's awesome.
0: (laughs) They have the
1: the equipment that you just like, you're constantly dancing while wearing. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So, Brian, do you have any uh, cool experiences running the Dragon's Den that um, have opened up to you from running this for 20-plus years?
2: Well, meeting all the people just online, and I know I've met you and Zachary in person. I need to make it out sometime to meet you yet, Liam. Um, yeah, you're welcome, anytime. Yeah, I need a trip back out to New York at some point, so that would be a good trip out. Um, I did get a couple early copies of Dragon Warrior 1 and 2 and 3 when they came out for the Game Boy Color from the PR team that was helping with those back then. So that was nice to get a little bit of an early copy on those. But probably the coolest thing so far was um, when Joker 2 came out and we ran the Monster Scout and Super Fan Contest, I got to go to San Francisco for a day and meet with the PR team there. So that was fun to go out and meet them and kind of help officially somewhat promote Dragon Quest.
0: That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. I think those were during my dark days on the den.
1: <laughs> they could have uh, been.
0: yeah
1: I just I, I'm not really sure what you mean by dark days were you like brooding a lot, or you just weren't there?
0: <laughs> I just wasn't there. there, there was a <laughs> couple, There was a couple years that after I was running the contest for a while, I just life events. Like, one day I didn't log on, and then it was another day, and then it was another day, and then it was like a month. And at the time, I had been reading every forum post in every thread, and I do that now, too. I mean, there's not exactly thousands a day or anything, but back then, there was quite a bit. And, it, you know, after taking a week off, a month off, it just, like, cascaded, and I was like, I want to read them all, but there's too much, and I I can't jump back right in. And then, you know, next thing I know, it was a year and a half, two years later.
2: I think I had a summer like that once. I think you guys were all worried I dropped off to the face of the planet there.
0: There was. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: I know, so I know how that goes. You just kinda of get out of the habit and Exactly.
1: I think people just freak out when like the den goes down and they're used to posting there regularly. There was one time,
2: I think a couple of years ago, where it went down for like weeks. Yeah, my host and... had a database snafu. That was a nightmare. Yeah, and everyone's like like yeah, oh,
0: we gotta figure out something else. I know Zachary and I talked with a PlayStation messenger for like a <laughs> month.
2: Yeah. That's what caused me to move web hosts. I was after that fiasco. All
0: right. We're going to talk about Dragon Quest 11 in just a minute, but um, what is that? I, I know you got to play it a whole year before most of us and cause you imported it, but Tell us how you went about doing that and how you went about playing it as an import copy. Because I'm guessing you know no Japanese.
2: No, I know nothing at all. Um, I got through most of Dragon Quest Heroes in Japanese without much translation help. That one was simple enough that you could kind of figure out what was going on. But when Eleven came out, there was just so much quest-based stuff. It was going to be impossible to figure out what was going on. And I wanted to kind of understand the story because I know knew there was so much historical tie-in with it so i had a usb webcam i hooked to my laptop and i pointed at the tv screen and then i was using the camera app in windows 10 to view the tv and i wrote a script with a program called autoit which would let you script commands that when i hit the space bar on the laptop it would capture the area from the webcam that had the text box in it Because in Dragon Quest a lot of times the text box is in the same spot mm-hmm. It would capture that with a, another program Called Capture to Text Which would take the Japanese and make it Copyable text And then I'd paste it into Google Translate And then it would spit me back the English huh. so, so you're I could... saying it was easy <laughs> <laughs> Well, no <That's> But <laughs> <laughs> it was doable I mean, a you like... a five That is a
1: dedication
2: <sighs> I really a, wanted to play that one and I well that was back when we weren't sure if we were going to get it yeah so I was oh, yeah, still worried yeah. that we weren't even gonna see it over here so I wanted to play it and I, I'm starting to think 10 might not come out <laughs> and what I know it's your first <laughs>
0: loop
1: yeah
2: I know seven, there's people that are playing it
1: oh yeah there's there's quite a few people on the den who are playing uh, playing 10 it's great to watch on
2: Twitch and i think they're using some similar method of translation. Oh really? Or there's uh, some helper app that they've got.
0: Google has a live translate now for Japanese.
2: Yeah, they've had it for a while
1: and then it stopped working. It stopped working like sometime around when i was living in Japan in 2017. Um, but i'm not sure if it started up again. Like you you basically you could download the live translate so that you could work locally without internet but then i think that stopped working i don't know how good the live translate is without
0: having some sort of
1: uh, router connection the data
0: i used it a little bit with the 3ds copy of dragon quest 11 last september october um, i kind of just held up my phone for a little bit i didn't i didn't play more than like 20 minutes and Going after already playing the PS four version past the point of the beginning and reading that, I was like, Yeah, I wouldn't have made it very far in this at all.
1: Yeah, <laughs> this live translate lot. is Yeah,
0: there's too there's many lot little
1: of things ever. Boston translation, like a lot of like all your bass kind of stuff, which is you're kinda just okay, um I don't know what that means, but let's keep going.
2: Yeah, I actually tried that on my phone before I set up the whole laptop jazz and went that route with it, but it was so poorly at picking out the context that at least Google Translate was doing a better job than the live Google Translate.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: At least I could get the gist enough to get through the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, you had the actual symbols from Japanese in there, so that probably helped. It wasn't yeah. trying to interpret the symbol well simultaneously translating. Yes. All um, right, well... So-
1: um, so I was actually, uh, I was asking, um, uh, Plotty, so when we were doing this podcast for the first time, um, yeah, we were setting up and I was like, oh man, all right, I've, I've got everything set up. I've got a bunch of waters and everything. And <laughs> I was like, how are you preparing? And he's like, oh, I cracked, I cracked two beers earlier. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if you're wondering why I was noticeably louder than Liam, the first episode, that might've been part of it.
1: Oh yeah, well, I just have a microphone that's close to my face now. Um, but yeah, I'm about to crack my first beer of the night. Paddy, you probably have like two
2: or three in you right now, right?
0: I'm good. I'm I'm going good.
2: <laughs> I've got my cow beers going. So,
0: okay. all right, you're gonna need a beer for this one because we oh, it's our yeah. last last question, and then we'll get into the Dragon Quest Eleven stuff. So, uh, Brian. You've heard it. You've uh, been part of the back channel talking about this. It's time for you to play Mary, Thwack, Puff Puff.
2: I can only imagine what you guys picked for me.
0: But we, we did give you a layup here, you know, and since we're doing Dragon Quest Eleven, we themed this after Dragon Quest Eleven. So this actually may be harder in certain ways than uh, other ones. So we're going to give you three of the girls from Dragon Quest Eleven. You ready? Sure. Alright. You've got Jade, Gemma, and Serena.
2: Oh, that is a tough one. Wow. You're kind of throwing the Bianca card in there with Gemma a little bit. Yes, yes.
1: (laughs) Childhood best friend, you mean? What's that?
2: You mean childhood best friend?
0: Yeah, kind of. Yeah.
2: Well, I think I got to go Puff Puff Jade just because
0: reasons two of them
2: two yeah <laughs> two obvious reasons boy that other one's tough though
0: yeah see this is this was tougher on the thwack part than the uh the other one it, they...
2: it is it is i'm gonna go thwack gemma and mary serena
0: there you go you know one one adventures with you the other one just sits at home too bad <laughs>
1: <laughs> and just Dead you to know me. We got to we got to throw this in there too. Let's do a spontaneous uh um mix of the guys in there too. Uh-oh. Uh, for no reason. But how about uh uh Eric Rab and Silvando?
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, let's uh we'll go way out here then we'll go thwack eric mary Silvando puff puff rab right
0: wow wow i would have, i would have gone eric was the bromance so uh, <laughs> that's the mary that's the mary Silvando's just for fun you know that's the puff puff and thwack rab
2: well well, rab may have the better assets for an actual puff puff though <laughs>
0: that, 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 that is true that is very true
1: he drop right. a magazine right after.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he knows what he's doing. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I did not put enough thought into that. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get over to uh, Dragon Quest 11 We'll be spoiler-free for a bit here. Um, kind of talk really quickly. I'm going to whip through just the characters and um, some stuff, some plot. We're not going to go very far into this because I know a lot of you you, know, you can listen to other podcasts and get three hours worth of story and whatever. Um, and that's good. But we, we want to talk more about our memories with the game. So Dragon Quest 11 you've got your set of characters. You've got the Luminary, as you play as. This is not a big secret. You are supposedly the savior of the world, even. They, they tell you that right from the uh, intro and everything. Um, along the way, you run into Eric, who's a thief. Um, you'll find some sisters. Serena, who becomes your party's cleric. Veronica, who's uh, the little red girl you see in all the previews. She's your party mage. You have Jade, the martial artist. Um, Rab, who we are just talking about, the old guy, he's your martial artist slash mage. He, he kind of got a dual role there. Um, Silvando, who we're, he's kind of hard to uh, define. He, he's got a little bit of everything he's the jester class almost like from dragon quest 3 but he's got some decent physical attacks he does some a lot of status abilities ups and downs and he has the uh healing dance and you can definitely abuse some of that in the game um just plot wise i think i can do this in like a minute or two it, the whole game takes place in it, how do we pronounce this guy's edria Erdria?
2: I've heard Erdria. it both ways.
0: Yeah. So, it's Erdria, Edria. Um, you're in the kingdom of Dundrasil. And it opens with Dundrasil being invaded by an army of monsters. Um, the protagonist, you, the hero, you're a little infant in the attack. You um, attempt to get you escape. It looks like your mom or some queen is trying to help you escape. You get separated and... Very biblical, yeah, because just like Moses in the Bible, you end up going down the stream in a little basket. And you get found by a man named Chalky in the village of Cobblestone. And he adopts you, well, his daughter Amber adopts you, and you're raised in the village. Um, As a teenager, you participate in a coming-of-age tradition. You climb up to the top of the Cobblestone tour with your childhood friend Gemma. And during the trek, you're attacked by monsters. And while you're fighting to protect Gemma, a mark on your hand starts glowing. And you're allowed, you summon lightning and defeat the monsters. So finding that a little bit puzzling, you uh, go back down to Mom, who opens up all about your birth and your adoption. Um, she tells you, you know, you're like the hero. You, you, you're the Luminary come to save the world. You Go tell the king about that. It's time to go introduce yourself to the king um and upon meeting him and his royal knights you get thrown into the dungeon um and it's usually one of the
1: first uh major plot like uh twists yeah it, it
0: it definitely is and it's all in that first trailer i mean you kind of expect this from the beginning
1: yeah because you're walking in there thinking like oh wow this is great i'm gonna go get my first quest it's gonna be like thornway and nine or
0: one of the other major castles Mm -hmm. yeah and then you're immediately like nope when bad things happen in the world there's always a luminary around you're not here to save us it must be all these bad things are happening because of you being the luminary so into jail and once in jail you meet eric um He recognizes the mark on your hand. He's the Luminary, the legendary hero um, chosen by the the Yggdrasil tree, which is at the very center of Erdria. And you can kind of see it in the background of a lot of different areas of the game. Just this huge tree growing in the middle of the world. Um, And he believes you're fated to meet up with him. You escape jail. You head over to the town Hodo where you meet. The twin sisters um they're from arborea which is at the foot of the tree you find out veronica they actually are twin sisters but veronica had a little mishap along the way <laughs> and now looks like she's like eight years old
1: <laughs> this is actually kind of a cool twist too and i actually wish they would have shown uh more about this plot and you know they they, they talk about it in exposition but um so she gets captured by monsters at some point, and they're trying to suck the magic out of her, and they, they inadvertently suck her age instead <laughs> of the magic.
0: I mean, that's yeah, a good thing. I'd like to be uh, 10 years younger.
1: <laughs> One of the coolest backstories, I think, that, that,
0: uh, that any of
1: the characters in this game have. I, I always thought that was really interesting. I just wish they would have shown, you know, maybe in flashback or something, what, what, what happened or like, what they were
2: doing. <sighs> Well, now, do we know in S, is that the kind of stuff that's going to be brought in with their other stories, or is it a point later in time that they're going to pull in those stories? Have they said that yet?
0: I mean, I think I read the implication is most of it is going to be at the end of Act 1. Okay. And and without going into spoilers, the game's really split into three parts. Once you get your whole party together... You're going to go to the world tree and something's going to happen. And at that point, the party becomes separated and you have to find everybody again and continue on the journey in Act Two of the game. And from what I understand, almost all of these little scenarios or little things that you're going to be doing in part in the S version are supposed to take place when the party split up. Okay. But you know,
1: that would be an awesome one to have. I mean, it would. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot, and we, well, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about this, uh, in a bit, but there's a lot that they add to the game that I wished was in the PS4 version. Cause I remember we're sitting there, uh, at the demo, um, at I think Comic-Con or PAX East, I don't remember. And, uh, and I'm playing this, uh, oh, actually, no, it was, it was, uh, the Anime Expo out in LA. Um, and uh, people are asking me, like, what did you think of the demo? And I was like, oh, it was really cool. I kind of wish um, you got experience points for killing monsters with the horse. <laughs>
2: <You know?
1: laughs> That's going to be awesome. Person. That that would be awesome. You know, if the they experience points, even if the experience points didn't go to that character, if you level the horse, you know, <laughs> I'd be fine with that, just as long as it's attributed somewhere. And I think that, that they added, uh, not horse leveling, but, um, but I think that they added... Uh, um, you now gain some experience from, uh, from trampling over, over monsters of the horse.
0: Yeah, that's something in the game. When you're riding a horse through the overworld, uh, the smaller monsters, slimes and small things, when you're on the horse and you run into them, it doesn't initiate a battle. They just go yeah. flying. <laughs> yeah. Some of the bigger monsters, if you're trying to ride a horse into a dragon, it's going to start a fight. But, yeah, it, it was just skipping battles at that point, but Apparently, with our new version, we're we going to get some experience with that. So that's pretty sweet.
1: So uh, yeah, I hope they enable that at some point for PS4
0: and the download. Square Enix. Yeah, I mean that was pretty much the whole. I didn't want to get any more into the plot. I mean, you'll meet the other players along the way. You'll meet Silvando who we've already talked about. He's a traveling entertainer. You're going to meet Rab, um, who's the former. Dundrasil you see him in the trailer too at the table talking at the beginning of the game um you'll meet what is it Jade you'll figure out who she is and how she's related to the whole story and yeah the, the whole first part of the game is gathering the party together and getting to the Yggdrasil tree and when you get there you know that's 30-40 hours in yeah. um that's when the shit hits the fan <laughs> and, <laughs>
1: And that's essentially the end of the, you know, the, the, the first part ends, um, pretty dark note. And it yeah. makes you, it makes you feel like, oh man, there's, you know, the, you could, if you think the game is over at, after the end of the first part, cause like credits are rolling
0: and everything. And... Well, the credits don't roll there.
1: Oh, the they credit... don't. Oh, right. I'm thinking of, all right, I'm thinking
0: of that. Act 2, yeah. So yeah, there, there's still a lot to do there. And then, yeah, the, the second half, when you're regathering the party and confronting evil. I mean, that's, that's what you do in Dragon Quest. You fight some sort of demon lord, bad guy, whatever. Act 2 consists of that and all the plot twists that have happened since the stuff when shit went down. And, yeah, at the end of Act 2, you get credits. And it's like, hey, that's the end of the game. And then there's a lot of little plot threads and things that you've noticed throughout the game that just aren't really wrapped up. And if you want to, there's another 30, 40 hours of very heavy story stuff left for you to do.
1: Yeah, but it's also incredibly rewarding. It is. Essentially just fixing a lot that just never got resolved before in the game. And it's, uh, you know, it's very rewarding, actually.
0: It's almost like the TV show Quantum Leap. (laughs) <laughs> a I'm, really not good gonna, point. I'm not a gonna good say point. anything That's more really than
1: that point. yeah no
0: <laughs> i'll not go into any more spoilers than that but uh just imagine yourself as scott bacula <laughs> <Yep.
1: laughs> i've and, always and, wanted to write the script for a reboot of quantum Leap. Of script, oh, i'd watch so, it <laughs> oh yeah
0: in a heartbeat <laughs> all right so that, that that's all we want to really go into with players and everything the rest we want to be just kind of share our experiences with it um kind of go through some questions go through your favorite parts and everything um what's everyone's favorite character or characters ryan you want to start us off
2: Oh, uh, i kind of mentioned this earlier i got to go Silvando. he's just right. uh yeah. I, he's just awesome he's just so over the top he's a he's a good battler He's well-balanced. He's fun to play with. His commentary is hilarious. Yeah. They did great with his character.
1: Yeah, I mean,
2: I gotta give props to anyone who hands a
1: piece of crap to a monster. <laughs> 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 with, his oh, I, hand. with his bare hands. Yes. With his bare hands, like, not, not even wearing a glove or anything. There so,
0: you go. <laughs> and that's legit in the game, people. That is... Yeah. yeah sorry, nice. for
1: that. sorry for that. that, that that's hilarious.
0: We won't tell epic, you which monster and what color the crap is, but <laughs> <laughs> no, um, he was, he's definitely my favorite. Because, I mean, he, even his story is good. Yes. Like, the story with yeah. his dad and all this stuff with yeah. that and his background and whatnot. I mean, he's not just comic relief the whole time. There's That's actually right. some like serious stuff there. And, I mean, I, I found this probably tied with Dragon Quest IV in terms of my favorite cast of characters. I, there's, it's very hard to pick a weak one in this group because they do all have good stories and you get to explore them a lot. And it sounds like we're going to even get to explore them more in the Definitive Edition. But yeah, Sylvando is the one that really just hits all those parts.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I, Again, I like Veronica's story a lot too, but there's just so much more to Sylvando. Um, and he's just so incredibly over the top. Um, like every everything uh, incredibly like flamboyant and, and like in your face, and, and he's got to to not. It's not even just him, but he's got an entire entourage of of dudes, <laughs> <laughs> the soldiers of <have> smile. Oh <laughs> it's just, yes, like, it's just so over the top that you can't help but smile, regardless of like you know, how you feel about the character or what your you know, politics are or whatever. He's just so over the top. And, I feel like um without getting too much into the politics of it like the the gay community has not really had a strong character like that before um but also like he's he's such an incredible sword fighter that uh he's not just a jester he's not just like the the gadabout character that's just there to to help improve the luck of the team or whatever like he is if you don't use him you're at a loss because he's
0: yeah. No, the, the, he's got the attack. He's got the hustle dance. Yeah. Healing. I mean, he just, he does have a lot of great things. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to build him out. Because in this game, you get to build the skills with a little bit uh, more choice. A little bit, little bit neater than uh, Dragon Quest Eight, definitely. A little less linear there. But yeah, he's just, you can go all over the place. Get sword skills with him and healing skills and, just build up his magic and everything. He's, he's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that hustle dance, too, uh, which is the skill that Jessica has in Eight
0: and, uh, and yep. Heroes
1: that I used a lot. Uh, but silvando has got it as well, and that's uh, incredibly helpful in battle. It's a multi-heel uh, ability.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, well, so moving on from him, what was your favorite town? Because these towns were all pretty memorable. Uh, I'll start mine off and it's funny I was just checking my uh, fantasy football results here and I I joined a league with RP Gamer this year and I named mine the Hodo's Hothead Heroes because that's my favorite and in our trash talking little uh, area I've only talked in haikus I don't think anyone's really picked up on it yet (laughs) because not everybody has played dragon quest 11 as much as me but there's a town that you come to called hodo hodo it's h-o-t-t-o and i mean it's a very it looks like you would expect a traditional japanese town to look and every character there even the little kids talk in haikus yeah. and like sometimes the kids mess up the haiku which is funny or there's people who like almost mess it up but the whole town like, that's just you know, great.
1: There's one or two tourists who, who don't speak, but like yeah, for the majority of it, it's just like it's so funny, but it's also like mildly pretentious. Everyone <laughs> talking like you. <laughs> that had to take some work to do. Yeah, they had to come. Oh, someone's approaching me. I must must compose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the localization for that town.
1: Yeah, is that only in the localization? I'd be curious to see if uh the Japanese version had
0: That's a good question.
2: Yeah, I can't answer that.
0: It didn't come out in haiku form with your Google Translate. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: if it did, I wouldn't have known it then.
0: So Brian, you like uh Odo too.
2: Yeah, that was a great town. Um I liked uh, Lana Lulu a lot,
0: too.
2: I like yeah, that one, too. And uh, the just... the one character there, because she spoke all in rhyme. And my oh, son was right, right, right. part. And he's like, I didn't even catch that. I'm like, yeah, well, read it. She speaks all in rhyme.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it, it, yeah, the, uh, Lana Lulu, you know, being an homage to Honolulu. Yeah. Um, so they were emulating Hawaii there. And, of course, uh, Hado, um, the architecture is, is very Japanese. Um, they even have, like, the, the Tori gates, uh, similar to what you might find in uh, the famous uh, gates in uh, Kyoto in Japan. Um, so, yeah, they're definitely emulating, like, various cultures, gondola. Uh, Gondolia is, um, like, a, the, uh, probably Italy, Florence, maybe, where they have all the, the gondola rides. Venice. Venice, they do a really good job, with, like emulating various various uh, cultures
2: uh, throughout and just kind of making it their own. Yeah, it's kind of like they did with four, which each of the chapters just not quite so heavy on some of the accents. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, they kind of took that idea and ran with it visually and with the accents and the way they spoke too.
1: Right. Right.
0: The yeah, visuals I think was actually matched, match, matched, that this time. Blah.
1: When you, especially when you have like voice acting
0: and and it's not
1: fully voice actor supported, voice actor supported, but um, it's a lot easier to kind of tolerate those accents when you're hearing it, I think, than when you have to read it and then like retranslate. <laughs> like. Yeah, exactly. Playing Dragon Quest Four and and kind of going through Berlin and everyone's like. It's in, heavy scottish accent and everything that wasn't there in the original but now you have to kind of drink.
2: yeah you almost kind of had to sound it out in your mind to figure out what they were saying yeah or oh yeah it, it was like like you said a lot easier to figure it out all right, all right google translates not going to work with that one <laughs> no
0: <laughs> all right liam did you have a favorite town
1: um Yeah, it's kind of hard to think. Should have googled all the towns before he started this trip by myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, gondolia was was a that's that's one of the memorable ones. Um, yeah, I probably have to go with that just because I like that. You know, you, you're not just restricted to. Um, To the actual lanes that you can kind of walk in there's like little hidden areas that you can unlock later and then there's just uh you can take a gondola ride to like quickly zip around to another part of the the city and uh i mean there's a part where in that you have to be very stealthy and i really like that part sneaking around the town avoiding like the enemy soldiers and everything i thought was
0: fantastic that had one of the uh funniest little things to find too there were the two brothers that were selling weapons and armor in that town and that's the one where if you kept going back and forth to the different guys like oh you want to buy this item sure bidding war yeah and it just kept going lower and lower and i mean at one point you got like 90 percent off an item i think (laughs) later in the game and i want to say it was three different times in the game if you went there i think the first one was like a cat suit for uh veronica and then there were weapons for characters later on or a piece of armor too and yeah they were just great going back and forth talk to the one brother oh man my brother said he'd sell to you for four thousand well i'll yeah. do three
1: thousand which one comes from a barter town in six where you have to go and like they they there's two different characters who, who are trying to outbid at each other on like opposite sides of the town
0: I don't doubt it because I mean, everything, almost everything in this game feels like a callback to something. Yeah, I know the puff puff in the uh, uh, what was the horse in the desert was um, identical to the scene in Dragon Quest Three where you first get a puff puff in the Gallopolis. series. Galopolis. Galopolis, yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that was that was uh, I, well, it was it was the first puff puff I think in an in an English release game. It was Dragon Warrior Three. Um, I think they were in there originally in the first two games, but when they got localized, um, I guess they were like, ah, this, this is not quite ready for the openness <laughs> of what this is. Um, so, you know, the inside joke or whatever. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I think I read somewhere or saw some reference to it on uh, in the forums that, uh, that the original games 1 and 2 also had references
0: to it, but were... Uh,
1: were relocalized to take them out.
0: Okay. So, yeah, the callbacks were great. So, that, I, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I'm sure you know more about 6 than me. I kind of breeze through that game with my eyes closed and <laughs> try not to pay attention. But we talked about that last time, so we'll, we'll right. go back into that. So, the battle system changed a little in Dragon Quest XI. Um, you could do some movements around. Uh, there were There was things called pet powers. Um, and you didn't start at the beginning of the turn just selecting all your commands and letting the turn play out. You went character by character, enemy by enemy. Um you never never there's not a way to tell who's coming up next, was there? I I don't want to say there's a visual cue on there to like which character's coming up next. You just know that all your characters are going to get to do their turn before they do it again. But what what do you guys think of the battle system changes?
2: I like that uh, it didn't schedule everything right at the beginning. I like that it was kind of broke up in between the battle. Um, the pet powers kind of threw me off a little bit at first, because I think I liked the really the way they did it in 8, mm-hmm. until I learned the trick that you could swap somebody out into the back party to hold on to their pet power for later use. Then I really liked it for that, because you could kind of store them up. Yeah, that's great. It's like Double Dash from
1: uh, uh, Mario Kart. Oh, yeah. Something and then switch switch the characters back. Sorry, that's an old school reference.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're like, talking about Dragon Warrior, Dragon Quest, so yeah, is uh, a. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I like the battle system too. Um, I did start out with that um, the new type of battle system where you're kind of like you can wander around the battle, but then I found out that there's really kind of no strategic advantage to that. Because regardless of, like, if you ran around the back of the monster and he was attacking forward, he would still hit you. You know, so after a while, I just kind of thought it would slow down a little bit battle. So I just, um, I switched it to classic mode. So it was a little bit more like uh, Dragon Quest VIII. In mm-hmm. that
0: I did that, too, because, and I've said this plenty of times, my favorite, Dragon Quest is, like, my second favorite battle system. My number one, by far, is the Grandia series. And in the Grandia series, it's almost just like Dragon Quest XI, but position matters. And okay, it, that's the best way to describe it. It's, it's pretty much Dragon Quest XI, but position does matter. And so seeing this and then like moving around the field, but it didn't really matter. I was like, nah, I don't want to fool myself here. And I did the same thing with you, Liam. I think within the first two or three hours, I was just like, let me just set it so everybody's lined up.
1: I think it was like first two, three weeks. <laughs>
0: then, yeah, let me just try it <laughs> so no and the pet powers were different I did not experiment enough with them as much I, I used whatever came about um, it was pretty much late in the game where I started storing the people in the back to actually get them or there were some quests that you had to do that oh do this pet power to do the quest and
1: I spammed the hell out of like itemized kill oh did you yeah, with Eric and Luminary, just to like uh, get guaranteed steals. Yeah, I use that one. That's probably the one I use the most out of all. Like, just guaranteed loot.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, you know, we like didn't have
1: that-, that. Powers is very similar to um, the tension boosts from uh, nine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The, the tension system from that. Yeah. So it it seemed kind of familiar, but a little bit different at the same time because it requires uh, it requires you to you can do just like so many more combos with it
2: true. Cause you can pair it up with different people. It's not one or yeah. all. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And the pet power is stick around for a while. It's not that uh... Well, at least when you're pepped up, you can stay pepped up for a while. You get a little bit of boost to your stats. I mean, and then you can use the pet power of course, but you don't have to use it right away.
2: Yeah. At least it notifies you when it's about to go away. So you could burn some high level hits with it before you have to actually spend it as a pet power.
0: Correct. So, all right. Um, another change or something new to the system was the sphere grid. Instead of having job classes, like in half the Dragon Quests, instead of having um, just a linear put skill points into this or that, like you did in Dragon Quest Eight and Nine, there was a sphere grid, and you could branch out in different ways. If you wanted to work on swords, great, but you didn't have to go linearly through the list you didn't have to learn fire sword flame sword and this before you got to other ones you could kind of go around how did you like the uh, sphere grid
2: i like that quite a bit but then again like i said i'm too easygoing. i like everything but <laughs> i i really enjoyed that because you could just kind of jump around and pick and choose or try and hunt out the ones that would give you that extra 10 points skill points -hmm. Or if you really wanted to unlock itemized kill or something like that, if you kind of knew what area it was in, you could kind of work towards it. Yeah, I liked. um,
1: I mean, I I like nine, where it gives you a list that you have to kind of work up to with the points and everything. But what was so cool about this is that you could do it a little bit more uh, non-linear with the um, uh, with the with the sphere grid, because you could just you know could unlock. Um, different trees at different times, and work towards a certain line or a certain uh, unlocking uh, some hidden uh, hidden skill points, uh, skill trees at your own leisure. And for the most part, um, I think you can pretty much unlock everything except for maybe a handful of things at the end that you might have to like, start grinding skill points or uh, or skill seeds.
2: Yeah, that that's where I'm at. I'm down to it's like four or five panels per person when you get down to level 99.
0: (laughs) So yeah, same as you guys, I liked it. They're, you know, knowing the way I want to play a character. I mean, and by the end, I was kind of unlocking everything, but like, I was like, okay, if I'm doing swords, I don't care about Frost Slash. I'm never going to remember, hey, this is a fire guy. I'm going to need Frost Slash. I want to get up to like dual wielding swords and other stuff. So I'd work my way around that. I'm like, well, I don't need to spend... Twenty skill points on Frost Slash because I, I won't be doing it. I just know I won't.
1: I, there yeah. was one thing that I wish that they could have done, and maybe they'll do this in S. I don't know, but um, you can in in nine you can um, use Falcon. You can combo Falcon Slash uh, with a Falcon Blade or Overtrapping Blade, and, and give you four hits in a row. So
2: smaller, yeah,
0: hits that, that add up the uh, heavy damage.
2: Yeah, that was always fun to do. Strength. Um,
0: yeah, the nearest thing to that. Oh, go ahead.
1: Uh, you, you can dual wield two Falcon blades, and I was hoping to get eight hits. <laughs> if we Falcon Slash <laughs> 22. <laughs> that would have been like, awesome. Uh, yeah, um, but it, uh, yeah, it was not, not meant to be.
0: <laughs> no, the closest you can get is with Eric when you can clone yourself and then do like the Falcon Slash or the dual wield with him clone. You get four or six hits or something in there. But, yeah, not everything stacks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Everything stacks like it should.
0: Um, You know, something we didn't throw into our little kind of script we're going through here. What do you guys think of alchemy in this one? The uh, how you did it, the forge, the forge. What do you think, Brian? How do you like the forge?
2: I didn't mind it. It took me longer to get into it than I did when it was the older style alchemy but once I got the hang of it and I will say it was a hell of a lot easier in the English version than I was trying to do the forge <laughs> in the Japanese version. Um, once I got the hang of it, I enjoyed it cause it was, since it was kind of an, almost a mini game at that point, trying to get those perfect hits to get the plus threes was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a challenge. Um, I definitely, I
1: think I liked the nines alchemy a little bit better. Um, just because, uh, or throw like, it in and you're done. Yeah, <laughs> you could accidentally do like a, a strong or it could, um, a critical hit, and then like completely screw up something you were working on. And then you try to restart, and they won't let you do alchemy again. <laughs> the alchemy <laughs> pot, or whatever the uh, the, the forge. Oh is yeah, boiling, and you have to wait for it to stop boiling. Because like they yep. it's, it's pissed off you try to cheat this.
0: Yep. Yeah. If you save and then reload a save to try to do yeah. a save scam, it, it doesn't like that. Like yeah. the game, was, yeah, we that, know that is just... pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll have to try that. I never tried that. I had so many perfectionist pearls by the end, it didn't matter.
0: Yeah. I want to say I, I did okay and I was fine with a plus two for the most part because I, I think a lot of people have said this. The game's not super difficult. No. For most of it. So it, I never felt like an extra three or four attack would really... I needed to sit there and keep doing this mini game over and over again to reach that. Right. And
1: Not, for
0: the good stuff near the end, yeah, I had so much money, and you could buy those little perfectionist pearls to just keep doing it over and over again. Yeah. And I'd buy them like 500 at a time and just <laughs> play around with the forge for half an hour.
1: I think also the one of the reasons why they of people are telling you the game is easy um there's so much exploration and you're just you're going to be in so many battles that um uh, your characters are just naturally going to be stacked they're going to they're going to be jacked against whatever whatever monsters are in the area that you're playing in you're doing a ton of exploring i know i did a lot of uh, uh you know hunting the crossbow the shots and everything and yep. Trying to track down the rare monsters and everything to get uh, the gold versions of them or whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, if if you are finding it easy in the beginning, like a, too easy, where it's not as as fun as you think it should be, there is a draconian quest mode that that um, that starts the game off like uh, significantly harder. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on a on a on a replay, if I ever get a switch, <laughs> fingers are crossed on that one. Uh, if I ever get a switch um and I get this uh you know I'll have this version already purchased um just in case. Um, you know, that's what I'll I'll play the I'll play my first uh replay uh in Draconian mode. Have you guys explored that at all?
0: I didn't do any of them. I, I mean, there's a whole litany of them, Uh you know, with the harder monsters or you can't run from battle. Yeah. Um, there was one called shy pox that I thought was very silly. Like sometimes <laughs> yeah. you just can't talk to people <laughs> trying to talk to an NPC, but Oh no, you're too shy. So you can't talk to that NPC right then. Right. Nice.
1: Like real life.
0: Yeah. Or there's <laughs> ones <that were laughs> you, you can't equip armor or you can't purchase stuff at the store. So you got to basically make everything at the forge or hope for monster drops. But uh, <laughs> we had somebody on the den that went through with like all of them and beat it with like all of them on if I'm not mistaken, but not Zachary. The
1: because
0: there was somebody, there was somebody I remember that as we were playing back in September, October last year, maybe around November, they were like, I did it, and posted the screenshot, and they like beat it with all seven of those things.
1: Oh, wow. Isn't there one that's like a, the, the um, townspeople are always lying to you or something?
0: That's coming up. That's That's new.
1: Yeah, oh, that's that's in Definitive? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, seen, so I think they're adding... Maybe of the demo of that. It's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, there's a demo now, for those of you that don't know, of the Definitive Edition. And you can try out those challenges. Um, yeah, there's three new ones I want to say. The one where the townspeople lie to you. Um, there's a <laughs> super shy pox, which even ups the ante of, you know...
2: It affects all party at once.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. So everybody can't talk to anything.
2: Or y'all freeze up in battle. Dilfondo is shy pox? I can't imagine that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought there was another one, but maybe I I even looking at my notes here, I did those were the two I had, the lying townsfolk and the super super shy pox. But yeah, they're yeah. all there again.
1: There's a screenshot floating around of just like a, a random towns guy like a, a guy in a town going like I'm your mother. <laughs> yeah
0: ones where little old ladies like i'm the demon lord there you go <laughs> so but that, that was, that was quite funny i mean the fact that i know pretty much where i need to go and the plot of the story i may actually play with that on just for the laughs yes i mean 90 percent of the npcs i really have no need to talk to again on this oh, playthrough the,
2: the other one's party wipe if the hero dies
0: oh that's it oh man
1: but everyone um, just Everyone just dies if the luminary dies.
0: Yeah. You get the game over, or you're back at, you know, lose half your gold, whatever. Back (laughs) back to the last save point. So So it's Dragon Quest. You never get a game over. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, that. Take
1: half your gold instead of all of it. Yes. For some reason.
0: I get to keep the experience. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So playing through the game, didn't you guys have a favorite scene that uh, really stood out to you, either funny or emotional or. I mean, for me, it was the anger I had when I dressed the hero completely said, never see that haircut again. <laughs> and then, right at the end of <laughs> Act One, it switches to CGI, and the hero's hair is like blowing in the breeze. I was like, "No, <laughs> don't want to see that." <laughs> Spent twenty hours avoiding this.
1: I, I want you to lose a bet with me, and then like the you have to dress, you have to cosplay. A
2: Hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a done halloween costume contest
1: yeah there, there we go. go i did kind of, <laughs> of play as eric one year um and, uh, oh man it was either was it pax east like, again pa- pax east and comic-con sometimes kind of blur with i think it was pa- it was definitely pax east because i remember my Boston friends um being around for that um and that was a lot of fun, but I just like, I feel like I'm too old for Eric, like to pull it off. Like, I feel like I need a
0: younger man's
1: Face and physical disposition. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and you're not quite rab yet. Yeah. yeah
1: I'm not quite rab. I'm not quite Eric, but, uh, yeah, my, one of my favorite scenes I think is probably, um, when your characters are reuniting and, uh, there's a scene where, um, you're facing, uh, Hendrick and Silvando shows up and he looks at the two of you and he's like you two are acquainted and it's just, it's just such a funny moment <laughs> just uh, having this like extremely serious knight character uh, who's very dark and brooding and then like uh, Silvando just shows up and he's like
2: hi Dolly,"
1: and it just <laughs> it's uh, just fantastic juxtaposition
2: i like the uh running gag with uh rab in the ogler's digest
0: <laughs> with the bunny girls on the cover
2: yeah yeah they're they're their playboy version of the magazine yeah because that <laughs> comes up two or three times and that chuckled it, at that three like times three <laughs> yeah
0: oh those are always good dirty old man jokes yeah um one of the last things we'll talk about here before we get into the uh, discussion of the changes and actually I'm going to bring it up is here. Um, One of the changes for the definitive edition is you can play dress up without having to sacrifice stats because there were outfits in the game, not every piece of armor, not every weapon. I think the weapons you see them all in battle, but not every piece of armor changes your appearance. You know, your players have a default appearance and but there are certain pieces of armor, or either complete sets of armor, if you can get the shield, the armor, and the helmet all equipped. It changes the appearance of your player. Um, in this game, you had to have those on. And as I mentioned with the hair earlier, the hero's hair and this one kills me. So, like, the first pair of arm, I-, I would literally go from armor set to armor set and spend almost 20 or 30 hours in the same armor so that I... <laughs> He would always have the helmet on and not have to change. And, I mean, going 20 hours without changing your armor, he would the hero would be 20, 30, 40 defense behind other players because everybody else I would just keep up with their the best I could buy, the best I could do it. I, I flat out was like, no. I mean, first of all, again, the game wasn't super hard. I wasn't playing with the super hard enemies. I'm like, I can do this. If he gets a little hit a little harder, no big deal. But I would play from armor set to armor set. Now, in the definitive edition, they're going to have it so that you could upgrade your armor, you know, put on the iron armor, but still have your appearance set to, like, being the hero from 8, because that was one of the things that came with the game the first time around. You could dress your guy like the hero from 8, or, you know, and as you progress, there was half a dozen other armor changes, appearance changes for characters. But, yeah, the uh, definitive edition is going to let you dress up, so you can choose to look like you're wearing this armor but really have whatever the heck you want on nice. um and me like the whole point of the game was to keep the hair hidden but did you guys have any of the any favorite <laughs> outfits for any of the other characters that you liked
2: i kept everybody looking traditional that's just kind of the way i played it the first time because i like to see all the the cgi scenes match the non-cgi scene so i just kind of kept everything traditional <laughs> yeah. i just kind of weird that way but i did like the i thought the cat suit for veronica was funny i thought that was yeah yeah especially in the cut scenes yeah i saw they some, some that were really fun like soft, where she's pointing she's yeah exactly <laughs> uh, i'll have to play with that the next time i go through
1: yeah i i'd like um i like the hero's armor um when he gets his father's armor or like when he when there's like a, a certain point where you
0: find your father's armor
1: mm-hmm and uh, I thought that was a uh, I thought that looked pretty
0: badass. I'll have to uh, say something when we get to the spoiler parts a little bit later about that one. That, that was okay. some good armor,
1: though. Wait, we're going to have a spoiler part where it's like, OK, if you haven't played the game, turn the podcast off right now.
0: <laughs> we will. We'll only talk for a couple of minutes on that. Just okay. anything else <laughs> kind of round it up anything else you want to talk about. And if there's a spoiler you want to talk about, go ahead. Talk here yeah but, Right. Um, yeah.
1: stick your fingers in your ears for the next <laughs>
0: 20 seconds give us five minutes and then i come back yeah. so liam you want to run down some of the uh changes coming to the definitive edition yeah
1: uh, sorry you have more go ahead yeah. okay <laughs> um uh i would right first the biggest one and i think um uh you know, hear a talk a lot of talk about the the 3ds version having this um that we never got and, um is is the 2d is coming to the switch version and that's uh that's going to be um you're going to be able to play through the game in the 2d like a classic dragon quest game
0: like super nintendo graphics i believe is what it is really 16 bit yeah
2: yeah that's the way i'll be playing
0: oh yeah i'm gonna play the whole game like this i mean brian you played it twice in full hd so uh (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's, that's uh, another thing. Is you can, you can basically play through the game and then there's replay value in playing it in 2D again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so then uh, we spoke before about uh, horse kills. Hor- <laughs> the, when a horse kills a monster, you now get experience points. Nice. Um, you mentioned, Platy, playing dress-up without sacrificing defense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like in uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2.
0: Yeah, that has that too. You can pick what armor you want on. And pick what armor you want to look like That's you're wearing.
1: Mm. Um, explore past worlds from past games. Um, that sounds pretty interesting. I, I'd like to uh, learn a little bit more about that. Um, do you guys know anything about that?
0: I know it has something to do with the. Uh, was it the Tickington? Tickington was the
2: town, and then they named the spirits Tockles.
0: Tackles, yeah. And... So I
2: suppose it's like TikTok is the pun. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah. And, you know, without getting too spoilery, whatever, there there's time travel elements. Maybe you're a Quantum Leap. My Quantum Leap mentioned might have mentioned that. So um, something that you're supposed to do is apparently in this village, and it was in the 3DS version, too. It allows you to travel to other worlds, maybe do a little scenario and like and I don't know if it's all of them. But when I was looking at the other day that I was super excited about, you were it showed the party and. 2D, and I think all of the old worlds are done in 2D. It mm. had the Saber Cat area from Dragon Quest 8 Oh, um, wow. and, and okay. you could see that in 2D, and the guy standing outside the Saber Cat house, and there was <laughs> Jessica, a Jessica sprite in 2D. Her back was turned, but it was very obviously with the purple dress and yeah. the red hair. I was like, oh, my God, we're going to get Jessica sprites, official yes. Jessica sprites.
1: And now you can do the perler beads with
0: them. And I can do perler beads. <laughs> <'cause> yeah, like <laughs> Dragon Quest Eight and Dragon Quest Seven, I got nothing to go on. Yeah, I, I'm not an artist. I can do pixel art by copying the pixels <laughs> from zooming in on these. But uh, no, I can't. So I don't know if you're going to run into everybody, but I saw Jessica, and that really excited me. I know that you're supposed to go to all the, I don't know, all or many of the sure. old worlds, but... I think it's supposed to be all ten. Oh, that's awesome! Then
1: only in two D mode, or is that something like they're going to have a three D mode of a left guard that you can kind of? Because that's always been my uh, like ever since playing eight and eleven. I'm just like, I want the next remake of one, two, and three and four to be like three D eleven Unreal
0: Engine. Yeah, like be
1: make it like eleven. Like I would just I would faint instantly if I read news like that.
0: From what I understand, it's only you're going into six, 16-bit versions of all the old games. Okay, that's still cool, but
2: yeah. And Which I is did. a change from the 3DS, though, because wasn't 7 and 8 in kind of, and 9 in kind of the 9-ish oh. 3D graphics on the 3DS?
0: I don't know. I never made it much. I never looked much into that. So, could but be. I'm pretty
2: sure in this one it's all 16-bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is good for your perler beads. Yes, it is. I'll be good if you go to 10 as well.
2: I was trying to find that the other day, and I couldn't find a definite answer, but I thought it. one article I read said 1 through 10.
0: I I mean, and that makes a lot of sense with the ending credits.
2: Yeah. And since we know nothing about 10 for the most part, it would be interesting to see what they bring in for that, if there really is a 10 section.
0: We wouldn't know anything. They could tell us it was a 10 section. They could have just made it up like, hey, look, here's some 10 sections. <laughs> yeah. Worldwide, <laughs> have fun. We would never know the difference.
1: <laughs> but you have to pay a subscription for that. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. <laughs> so, what else do they got coming to this definitive edition?
1: Um, so, we've got uh, new scenarios for times when the party is apart, um, like like DQ4 almost. So, you mentioned that before as well. It's going to be some extra plot and backstory to some of the mm-hmm. characters. Um Yochi Village is Tickington with spirits called Tacles. Um we mentioned that earlier. Um full oh, orchestral music, which is uh pretty amazing. I remember um seeing some information and some people playing the demo were surprised to see fully orchestrated music. Um which I uh I particularly like. <laughs> but uh Patti, I know you're gonna be playing with the sound off anyway, so
0: Yep. Won't matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm fifty
2: fifty as far as that goes. Some
1: Alright, yeah, honestly the, the music is not as maybe solid in this game as it as it has been in the past ones. Um I think maybe a lot of that has to do with uh Tsuyama's age at this point. Um but uh but yeah, some of just even hearing some of the older music like from three, the Hado music is from uh, um from uh, Japang or Zipangu in um, Dragon Quest 3. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other themes. I think the sailing theme might, might be re- reused from 4. Um, that are just a whole bunch of other stuff that you can now hear orchestrally in-game, which is fantastic to people who yeah, love music.
0: When we were first told of this version, it very specifically, I remember in the press release or on the, pic, the image that went out on twitter and facebook and everything it said battle theme and overworld orchestral music like it made a point of mentioning those two things and then yeah with everybody who's played the demo like everything's been in it even little sound effects have been the orchestral version so seems they went full on
1: what kind of sound effects
0: um like when if you're listening to the edited version of this now, which obviously you all are the, uh, a new party member joins, Zachary was saying that he was blown away by that. He was like, Eric joined his party in the demo. And he's like, Oh my gosh, that was the orchestral version.
1: (laughs) That's the music we played earlier. Uh, when, when we joined our party, when I joined.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When you joined. (laughs) So I, I don't know if they have orchestral for spending the night at the inn or something like that, but, uh, yeah, it, it's not just the overworld, apparently the town themes, and pretty much everything oh. should be for, full orchestral. So if you're interested more in this version, you can uh, download the demo right now. Uh, you get to play quite a bit. You get to play up until uh, you get a party of four, I believe, at least the girls and hodos And so there's 10 to 15 hours of content in that demo. And? You know, if it doesn't freeze up, we've heard a couple of rumors of that for you. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard anybody losing data, so that's good. Yeah, but yeah. Your I data think, uh, from the uh, the demo carries over to the full version, so
1: yeah. I think Yengis's quote about that um, from our 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 DQ Yengis, the legendary bandits quote, is basically the real game better not do this. <laughs> 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 But it was basically, uh, like, echoing, like, everyone's fears that um, hopefully there's, uh, that the actually, mm-hmm. you know, it took long enough to actually come out with the Switch version, so we want it to be solid.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can understand that, you know, you're you're trying to take a full game and chop it off programming-wise at some point and for add a demo. To- so, you know, that, that could introduce bugs that... Might very well not be in the full version. Very true. So, cross our fingers and uh, hope that happens. So, all right, right now, if you've got uh, never played this game and don't want to hear some spoilers, we're going to talk about it for a few minutes. Um, turn it down, hum to yourself for three, four, or five minutes, and uh, come back because we got a question, and that we were asked on Reddit, and we'll kind of wrap up here and. A few minutes. All right, spoiler warning time, everybody. So uh, <laughs> what did you think about the end of Act 1? Like, you get up to the Yggdrasil tree, and all of a sudden, the king that's been hunting you comes out. You find he's the bad guy. Was it Mordigan? Yep. He's actually been uh, possessed by this guy for quite a long time, and
1: uh, that's why a he's hunting story. you. The- yeah, bad- that- with that character and like where he comes from and everything that, that goes on into even Act Three, which is fantastic. But sorry.
0: Oh yeah. But yeah. So so, what do you think about the whole plot really changing at that point? Go ahead, Brian.
2: I, I figured there had been something coming. It just was leading up to a major event, but I didn't expect it to go the way it went, especially yeah. with turning into a fish. <laughs> <laughs> that is what
0: happened next. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that was uh, that was definitely, um, besides the fish part, um, that was definitely a kind of uh, Empire Strikes Back ending where everything dark happens. And you're like, wow, there's got to be more of that. Um, but yeah, there, there's, uh, but it, it it was fantastic. And then you, yeah, you get to the fish mode. And I love the fish mode. I wish I could kind of go back to that. I wish there was a time travel thing where I could go back to the fish because it was so fun to explore and like you can talk to sharks and stuff and you can do all the stuff that you couldn't do um, in the
2: previous game. But it's almost it, it's oh, a short time. It's almost too bad. They couldn't have had a whole underworld or mm-hmm. under ocean area with that entire concept, kind of like the underwater of was it five. Yeah. Six. six. Yeah. Or even just like, uh,
1: um, an item that turns you back into a fish so you can kind of <laughs> to you.
0: you do know That'd that you cool. can turn back into a fish anytime, right? Just for that, Yeah, you can go back down there anytime after yeah, you get you, go back down yeah, you there can go back
1: down but how do you turn into a fish again?
0: Talk to the queen. Really? Yeah, oh, she's like, awesome. would you like to be a fish again? Yes, I would. I,
1: I learned something new on the podcast. today.
0: There you go. Yeah, it allows you to go back into the store, <laughs> buy from the shark again.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. I'm so, I'm so happy about that. I think you actually have to for a quest, don't you?
0: Yes, there's definitely quests down there.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, I haven't... I, I, I'm i still actually in Act 3, uh, because of what happens is, like, my main time to play um, DQ uh, console games is <laughs> uh, when I have free time, which is never. Uh, so, <laughs> so I... Um, uh, i I waited the last time until uh, my wife was in Japan with our son for a while, and I just like binge played uh through act two and most of three uh, and then they came back um, and uh and I have kind of just played only a handful of times since then. Yeah. But yeah, so that's great to
0: know. I know uh the big part about the whole post game and we're, we're spoiling everything here, um, when you get your party back together in Act 2, and after you're done being a fish, you go around, you collect everybody, um, but the last person you go to collect is Veronica. And you're back in her hometown, and you see her apparently sleeping next to a tree. Yeah. And you approach her, and she's dead.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a that shock.
0: Was heart-wrenching. Yeah. yeah. And... The game. She comes back to you in spirit form and tells you that, you know, when everybody got blasted to the four corners of the earth, uh, at at the end of Act One, she's the one who basically sacrificed herself to keep all you alive as you fell to Earth. And at that point, like all of her abilities and everything that she can do, goes to Serena, hmm. her sister, and Serena. I, I would say. Out of the three acts, I loved Act
1: Two, Serena. She yeah. was a superpower. Yeah, I mean, she she's was got a sage. all the healing.
0: She's got all the age. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's she was a essentially
1: a sage. Yeah, um, Act Two, Serena is fantastic. I was <laughs> that's the only thing I think I was upset about in Act 3. <laughs> is that uh, you know when you're dealing with a lot of time travel stuff, is that uh, Serena now has like gone back to her normal self and doesn't have sage super sage powers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the whole point of Act 3 is at the end of the game, you beat you can beat the game and be fine, but it's like, you know, we won, but we lost a party member along the way. Yeah. Is, the, is there something we could have done differently? Could we go back in time and change that? Yeah. And the hero kind of sacrifices a little bit to leave that time and go back in time with all his knowledge of what happens and Act 1 ends differently then, and then yeah. I thought it was completely awesome that you see like, okay, so if you beat Mortigan at this point in time, it actually allows a worse calamity to befall the world, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, when Mortigan rose to power he de- there was a galactic beast coming your way, and he was just like, bam, took care of that with him defeated and everybody thinking the world's fine, yeah. Now that begins the uh, what you there have to a, do in Act Three.
1: There is a great moment in Act Three where um, you have the Sword of Darkness with the eyeball on it. It's like a <laughs> corrupted version of Uric's sword, just like completely monstrous looking. And you're just you're, you're able to wield it for some reason with no curse, and um and you you wield it uh, again when fighting or, or like facing down of Morrigan. He's like, where did you get that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty cool, and the whole ending, you know, if you defeat the Galactic Beast, you get a cool ending. Brian, I know you've shared it out there on social media. I mean, it's not really a spoiler. It's just the credit yeah. scene, but it's that montage of different scenes from Dragon Quest 1 through 8. And Oh, yeah, you just shared the end part. That's right. But you, I, when the credits are playing, you get this whole montage of all the different games. And then it ends with those logos too. Or has the logos change throughout it?
2: Uh, the logos are interspersed with. Shots from the old games. Okay. So, so I just cropped out each of the. Anime anime gif out of it. I've actually got the ending credit scenes. If anybody wants to watch them on the den page. Because YouTube wouldn't let me upload them.
0: <laughs> so there you go. If you, Liam like you haven't been able to go all the way through act three yet. But if I, you'd like yeah. to see that.
2: Yeah. I, don't,
0: I, don't, I don't think the ending credits are in any way spoilery. It's just uh, credits, kind of... isn't it?
2: Well, there's... <laughs> yeah, oh, there. wow.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, there is. <laughs> so, like,
1: yeah. That will return.
0: Yeah, it, it ends up where... Do you get called Erdrich? Or... It, you send somebody back in time. Because you, you're the Luminary. You're the reincarnation of somebody from a long time ago and isn't serena also from a long time ago
1: yeah there's definitely i don't remember if it's uh fully spelled out but there's definitely like even the the legendary the heroes of legends that it's... you're the reincarnation of are like old dragon quest 3 uh yes like the cleric and or the sage and the uh the mage.
2: well the so, time sage is serenica yeah correct yeah so uh, you send her back, basically.
0: That's right, that's right.
2: And, and then, then it, that's that's where it cuts to with the book.
0: hmm And it's kind of implied that all these dragon quests are like fairy tales read to somebody at some point. Right, because you put the 11th book back on the shelf at the end, or the mom yeah, does or something.
2: and it looks like it's the hero from 3 sleeping, and it isn't the same quote that's used in 3 when you wake up yes yeah (laughs) wakey wakey it's time to start your adventure or something like that i can't remember the exact quote Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
1: i did did think about writing down these stories when like the dragon quest plots just writing them down as a story to read to my son like especially when he was born in 2017 i was in japan oh that's a cool idea yeah and so i started to write it and uh and then i just uh i was just like i'll just let me (laughs) know
0: it's it's a lot i mean there's a lot that goes on on all these
1: yeah
0: i know i breezed through you know the plot in like three minutes of the first act but you know this is a hundred hour game if you play all the different stuff yes and a lot more than that if you've got harder monsters on her apparently and they're trying to platinum it or whatever so all right we'll stop the spoilers right here do 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 For those of you that uh, want to turn it back on, I don't know how you'd hear me telling you this. uh, (laughs) um, Take your
1: fingers out of your ears. Yeah, take your
0: fingers out of your ears, everybody. You want me to yell it really loud? Start listening again. (laughs) Um, We actually got a comment, Liam, um, on Reddit. I was posting some uh, Mary Thwack Puff Puff stuff around. um, Don't
1: don't use up all our good ideas. <laughs> I feel like you're you, you doing the Mary, Pat, Mary Thwack Puff on, uh, on, on Twitter a lot. And, uh, and I feel like at some point we're just going to run out of ideas and be like.
0: Uh, yeah, we can uh, always mix uh, and match.
1: Yeah, red chest.
0: <laughs> one from her, one from her, Thwack from- <laughs> horse maneuver.
1: <laughs> I feel like Woodus, we, I mean, we now have to like. You now have to answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? uh red chest clay pot and horse manure.
0: Oh. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's just too weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll get to our one question. We'll get to our one question which is weird because it came up the other day um actually on another podcast I was doing with RP Gamer. But um we had this one guy uh Mlockwo2, M L O C K W O 2 on Reddit um was asking about, it. he's like, oh, I see you're a podcast. Do you guys take questions? And I said, yeah. Um, he wanted to know about story connections or what, between the Zenithian trilogy. He wanted to know, was it, was that like the Airdrick trilogy where they were actually game one, game two, game three, but three was really prequel to one or anything. Um, what What do you guys think? Or what have you heard throughout the years? is the Zenithian trilogy really a linear trilogy or something? Liam, Uh, have you ever considered that?
1: I think it's loosely a trilogy. There's definitely some common themes with the floating castle and everything, but I think six is a prequel because it has like the birth of the Zenith dragon. If I remember correctly.
0: Yeah. Six ends with a dragon egg and it's like cracking. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, yeah, it's not as tightly wound as Erdrick, where they have, like, the Descendants and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and I think even maybe the legendary equipment is called something different in each game. Meaning, like, they lost they lost the meaning of that history.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's the same equipment.
0: And I know, and I couldn't... I know Woodish you tried to help me find it um, on Wikipedia, you know, so trust this completely yeah (laughs) Um, there's it's mentioned that um Hori mentioned that they just went with similar ideas it wasn't meant to be a linear story it was just they wanted to use that floating city kind of theme for a while and it wasn't meant to say that the world of five is the world of six is the world of four so much but they just wanted to keep it thematically kind of the same yeah It, it definitely wasn't supposed to be as linear and followed exactly like one two three Mm -hmm. and that was actually on wikipedia it was actually um mentioned as from like a 1990 nintendo power article maybe not 90 because it wouldn't have been at that that point but it it was referenced to a nintendo um, power article that he was quoted as saying that in and we haven't been able to find that exact issue or a scan of that issue at all
2: do you remember which one that was you should call it out here and see if anybody listening can find it
0: you know, maybe I'll put it either in the show notes or I'll tweet it out because somebody's got to have it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure because I know uh,
2: archive.org doesn't have them up that far. They've only got up through like 120 or something like that because that's where I looked for it.
0: Mm-hmm. it so and it might have been like something like 98, 99 later in the because obviously it would have had to been after Dragon Quest six came out. Yeah. So, so sorry, uh, Mlockwo two. You know. There's a little bit of background. That's what Wikipedia says. We're going to try to figure it out and get you a better answer. Hopefully, you're listening to the podcast all the way through. You took your fingers out of your ears at one point.
1: Wikipedia, the foremost authority on all knowledge.
0: Of course. It's all all fact check. I might not. And I'll be honest. I might not have even mentioned that had it not had the little citation next to it for Nintendo Power. Of course, I couldn't prove the citation. So, oops.
1: I do want to point out, though, that 6 had um, one of the first early references, I think, to uh, other characters from games existing within the same universe. So in the bonus dungeon, um, the original bonus dungeon was called Death Cod. It was a play on, on the original uh, Life Cod stage. So you start out the first town, you start out in 6. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the remake uh, for DS and mobile version, it's called uh, Weave. Reaver's peak and Reaver's peak um and in both those cases uh there's in the bonus dungeon there's characters like I think Torneco and uh, uh I think there's other maybe Sancho there's I think there's some Dragon Quest V references where you just run into these characters mm-hmm. uh maybe the the um the, the Gotham twins the uh the the kids from uh five okay um but they're just kind of in the town hanging out um in this random town that you run into in bonus dungeon They're um, like kind of coexisting in a way that like Dragon's Heroes brings everyone together mm-hmm.
0: all mm-hmm. kind of like just magical portal type concept yeah, and then they they obviously continue that I don't know if there's anything in seven. But in eight you got like Ragnar and Torneko coming back to have like monster teams in the monster arena. Yep. And then in Dragon Quest nine, like everybody comes back and is yeah. a guest that you're in.
1: Yeah. yeah. If you have cool. DLC. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean after that point you get you get all those callbacks and yeah, like Dragon Quest heroes, the whole thing is, hey, guess what? We all just popped into this world right now.
1: Yeah, I think they explain that with some sort of like the, the Godbird, uh, yeah. uh, Ramia, or whatever the Phoenix uh, name uh, is in Dragon Quest Heroes, uh, just kind of magically brings everyone. So, that's, and I guess that's a new canon power.
0: <laughs> she travels between worlds. Well, and she was someone that's been in multiple games. So, talk about, I mean, if the bird can be a character. The got birds three, three and eight yeah. right yeah definitely three and then three eight. and eight yeah and even in eight i think she mentioned something about the power to go between worlds well i mean she takes you to the dark world yeah. in eight yeah so it's hinted along the way i i don't <clears throat> i don't i don't feel the need to get into uh multiple universes of the dq expanded universe at this point but uh <laughs>
2: it's the dragon quest multiverse
0: so yep
1: yeah the a portal from 9.
0: So, uh, you guys been playing any Dragon Quest games lately?
2: I just finished up the main storyline of Builders 2.
0: Okay. Are you going to do any post-game?
2: Well, you know, the post-game is kind of different just because it's kind of what you didn't complete before you finished it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to try and finish out the rest of the tablet targets and see if I can get the uh what's is it the chisel that's the last item you can get that
0: mm-hmm. can let you like basically design from anywhere
2: uh it lets let you it... take a square block and like shave off corners oh okay
0: angles to oh them. wow
2: yeah i mean they're, they're again and i said this on the
1: first podcast if we um if you haven't already joined the uh dragon quest builders um group on Facebook, because you're going to see some amazing designs um, stuff that I could never, in a million years, design. <laughs> myself.
2: Oh yeah, I've got my little mud huts, like you said.
1: Yeah, I have got castle dirt going <laughs> strong. Yep. The uh, one and
2: two, but uh, but yeah,
1: some of the most amazing designs, and they'll feature them on the official Dragon Quest Twitter feed, uh, usually on Fan Made Friday. But yeah, definitely check out that uh, Facebook group um, because you're going to see some just amazing, inspiring, uh, basically in game works.
0: Yeah. Um, I finished up Builders 2 a few weeks ago, about a month ago, and just recently have uh, been playing Sly Mori 3. A fan translation was released for that in, on August 1st. They dumped a beta version, and it's out there. You can uh, definitely find it on GBA Temp and other places. Um, just search it up, the translation. I, I think even the website RPG fan interviewed the people who were doing it. So that was pretty cool. Oh, cool. And got it finally up and running last week. And I put 12 hours to it in like four nights.
2: <laughs>
0: nice. Um, it, it, how, the website howlongtobeat.com, so one person has gone on there and said it's a 20-hour game. And I think that's about right. I thought it was going to be a little shorter and you're on a quest it's much like the rocket slime um but with naval battles and i would say there's a lot more naval battles than there were tank battles i mean you're you're doing naval battles quite a bit 12 hours into it i've probably done 80 naval battles they're almost like um (laughs) random encounters in dragon quest games there's there's some really big ones and some story driven ones but there's just ships all over the place so as you're driving around the overworld you could just Have a little naval battle. Um, But it's a great deal of fun. Uh, I put 12, 13 hours into it. I think I've got five out of the seven orbs. And the first three went really quickly. And then suddenly there's a lot of story stuff and backtracking. And before you can get to the next ones, it was kind of like, hey, go to a new town, go into the dungeon, get an orb. Go into a new town, go in the dungeon, get an orb. Um, And after the third one, it started really (laughs) having a lot more to do between them but it's fun it reminds me of rocket slime days it's it's the same gameplay um i played the first one completely in japanese it's the same gameplay rocket slime just added tank battles to the stuff you did in the first one and this one is taking everything that you did in the first two but making naval battles out of it so
1: awesome yeah i I played the first one in japanese too i'm actually a little surprised that nobody ever uh and translated it, but it's it's completely playable without. Oh yeah,
0: understanding the dialogue. Yeah, you beat it. Yep. Yep, I did. Yeah, I did too. But the final boss there was a killer. It took me like four or five tries. But. Uh,
1: oh yeah, I do remember that being tough.
0: I, I I can actually very distinctly remember where I was when I beat it. I was sitting in um, my ex wife's car, melting outside of a TJ Max <laughs> with a dead battery in her Honda. Civic or whatever and just waiting for AAA to come and waiting and waiting and waiting (laughs) and I'm like just melting in the car playing with my little retro card in a real DS and it it, had I not been sitting there I don't know if I would have eventually given up and just said damn this final boss but you know had to wait to get a jump start from AAA for like an hour and a half and four or five six times finally beat it so (laughs) Uh, anything else, Liam? That you're playing now? Um,
1: I mean, I, I again, I don't have a lot of time, and my my commute's shorter now. But I do play a lot of t uh, 4 mobile still. So I just beat the DS version, uh, full percent of what the. Uh, and I just Excellent. love the game so much. I I just instantly started it again. <laughs> on Mobile, <laughs> and this time I'm kind of trying to figure out what did i not do the last time or what i'd not typically do so i'm like i'm in chapter three and i've hired the help you know i, I don't normally I, with Torneco's chapter i usually just kind of plow through it and save, try to save money um and don't hire anyone but you can hire nbc characters um and i don't remember what their names are in the original game but in this one the mage or a, a the mage called laurel and a and a soldier called yeah <laughs> party really dragon <laughs> real laurel and party the three Stooges is not available um, <laughs> but yeah i'm just i uh, i'm I love like again, just discovering new new stuff on replay that I just hadn't really um explored the last time I love doing that kind of stuff
0: all right, so uh, we'll wrap this up, I'll kinda. Give out some props to everybody that uh, we did the first cast, too. You know, Thank you to Dwayne, our artist, for the, uh, our logo and everything. If uh, you are looking for some awesome art, you can check him out at, uh, at Dwayne Art on Instagram. Is where he usually puts a lot of his stuff. He's also got a website, Um, The music you heard at the beginning and the end, that is by the band Descendants of Erdrich, um, or Edric, Erdrick, Erd- Erd- Erdrick, Rick. whoever, however you want to pronounce it, they're out there. They're pretty good. They're a uh, cover band for video game music, video game tribute band out of Austin. Uh, so thank you very much for you guys letting us use that music. And of course, we've had Brian on tonight, Woodus himself, and he's hosting everything you could ever imagine. Dragon Quest wise at the den. So many art commercials going back for Dragon Quest Nine. If you're wondering where you can see Seth Green talking about Dragon Quest, it's on the den. Um, so again, we don't have a Patreon. We we're not asking for money for our podcast. We're just a bunch of fans talking about what we love. But if you feel the need to contribute in any way, shape, or form, go over to the den. Um, you can click on the button, support the site. If you want to donate a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, go ahead and do that. If you want to just contribute without giving him some cash right away, you can use his Amazon link, affiliate link, and buy Dragon Quest games, pre order Dragon Quest XI Definitive Edition, buy some of the older games. You've got direct links to pretty much everything that's on Amazon that's Dragon Quest game wise.
2: Anything current anyway, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. pretty much anything in the past four or five years uh, is still out there and new. You can use his affiliate link. That'll help him out a little bit. Keep the Dragon's Den going for hopefully another 20 years or more.
2: And no obligation there, too. And, you know, I'm going to keep the site ad-free for as forever as long as I can. Hopefully I can turn it over to one of my kids and they'll take it over. The descendants (laughs) of (laughs) Wootus.
0: There you go. Ah, there we go. Ooh, way to tie in that all together there, Liam. That was, that was great. <laughs> um, you can find us all on Twitter. If you got any questions, uh, the, the podcast itself is at DQ Slime Time, um, at Pladium Three. Liam, where are you at?
1: Uh, I'm in Jersey now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so go on Twitter and go to Jersey, and you can find Liam.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm at uh, at Riamu Celestrian.
0: And, Woodis, you can be at Dragon's Den, right? Or At DQ Dragon's Den. DQ Dragon's Den. Just like Slime Time. Somebody took that. So, we had to do DQ Slime Time. So, there you go. At DQ Dragon's Den. Sorry about that. <laughs> and um, if you want to talk about the podcast or join us in the forums at any time, it is www.wootus.com slash forums, or you can go slash den and see all the different stuff. We've got monster sprites there from all the different versions of all the different games music and videos from a lot of the different things like I said even the commercials and com is a great resource for anything archival that has happened with Dragon Quest in the United States and even overseas you've got a lot of stuff like what's that big one that was in the uh, arcades
2: oh uh, Battle Road Victory
0: Yeah, I know you have a lot of those videos up there, too.
2: Yeah, uh, Flute Warrior on the forums ripped a bunch of the uh, battle move videos from that, and they're all out there from the Wii version.
0: Yeah. Another game we never got. But, yeah, lots of good stuff over at the Dragon's Den. Check that out. You guys have anything else you want to say before we sign off tonight?
2: Uh, Thanks for having me on, and thanks for resurrecting the... uh podcast again
0: yeah hey one more episode and we'll be the longest running version <laughs> of slime time one more we can do this <laughs> no promises so but i think we're uh i think we're pretty uh secure in the fact that we'll have more of these yes
1: yeah hopefully soon and uh yeah hopefully more often than
0: we have and you know there's other dragon quest podcasts out there Give Puff Puff Hour a listen to. Give Dragon Quest FM a listen to. Um, we've loved their stuff. They've kind of inspired us to get this going again. So give both of those podcasts a listen. They're out there and have a lot more episodes than us. But maybe one day we'll catch up. <laughs> it's not a race, but, you know, more Dragon Quest content is more Dragon Quest content.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, I, thanks, Buddhist. Thanks so much for, for coming on the podcast today and uh, and for talking with us.
2: Oh, yeah, it's been a blast.
0: All right, guys, have a good one. West on, everybody.
2: All right, climbing off. Have a good night.